Good morning. Welcome back on this Monday morning, the 20th of March. Uh, on this episode, we're going to discuss the Mace versus PDD Sean Puffy Combs, aka Brother Love, aka PDD, aka DD, aka Take That, Take That, Take That, Take That. So, Here's the deal with doing those two guys. Now, I don't know all the nuances between the relationship between those two men. All I know is that Maze was on his protege for a while, for, for over decades. Those guys, they, they can't hold me down. I'm coming. All bishops, they had many hits. Like I said, if you follow the hip-hop, especially East Coast hip-hop, in the 90s, that was the golden age of hip-hop. That's when hip-hop went global. People don't understand that. Hip-hop had its infancy in the 80s, in the early 80s. But hip-hop took off in the mid-90s. That's when the Bad Boy, Death Row Records, those companies, they make billions of dollars because they were dropping hits after hits after hits. Now, Mace... According to his testimony, and according to my testimony, he he goes right a lot of those hits, and according to he goes right a lot of those hits, and then Puff Daddy, you have heard it many times from other podcasters, or you know, they they tell you that he robbed those guys. Now you know the music industry from number one is a business. They have loyalty. They have contract. A lot of those 360 contracts, you have heard it many times over again and again. They are no good for any artist. It's best to have a, to have a, a your lawyer look over you, those contracts. Don't just sign it. And a lot of those guys, when they come to those contracts, they're coming from jail. Uh, some of them are coming from the hood. They never had proper training about, you know, legal, you know, about the contracts, what to say, what not to sign. So they end up signing those 360 deals, which is a, a slave warrant, a slave deal, so they can get out of it. So a lot of them, they, 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 after a few albums, they, especially they don't drop hits. Now, if they're constantly dropping hits, they might make some money. And like I said, you make money when you go on tour. Any, any artist can tell you that. They don't make money on album sell. Now, if you're independent, you can make a whole lot of money on streaming service. If you have a streaming service, you have an independent album and you making you can make good money on that. But if you sign to a label, you're not gonna make a lot of money. Now Mace Mace is a good rapper. Um he the brother got balls. He's from he's from Jacksonville. <laughs> I just found out he forgot five years ago that he was from Jacksonville. He was born from Jacksonville. He grew up in Harlem. Um, he came to Harlem when he was like ten years old, something like that. Don't quote me on it, you can ask Mace. Now, Mace, you know, he become a pastor, ordained pastor. Um, he lived in Georgia with his wife and his children. Um, that being said, lately, I think he's looking for his contract, for his master's. Uh, your master's watch, what you call residual income. That is what the artist, that is the, like, that's like the deed to the artist's artwork. That, that's, a, that's a deed, like to a house or to, that's a title to a car. You masters, you must have those. That's why I make you money after you leave this behind. After you're gone, your children, children will, uh, will rep the benefits of your masters. 
Now, Steve Warner on his masters. Ray Charles, he on his masters. I'm, I'm just saying the black, so-called black artists or Negro American artists. So, uh, uh, is it is it essential for you to own your um, your masters? Now, Mace, he have a, a conflict of interest uh, with, not really a conflict, he have a fallout with Bad Boy, particularly with Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy have used a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people are coming out telling them how he misused them, he robbed them, he stole their masters. He said, uh, this is what Mace was saying, Mace said his daughter had to pay to get to his own dad concert. Puff, if that's true, I don't know, I'm 50-50. But if that's true, Puff, that is, a, that is a disgrace on you, on your part. Because for Biggie daughter to pay to get to a concert, she should, be, she should have VIP. She should be having VIP. All these children should be having VIP seats in all of those concerts. Let alone to be paying for a ticket to get in to their own dad concert. That's crazy to me. When I heard it, I was astonished. I was like, what? What? Biggie's daughter had to pay to get into his own concert. Now, Puffy, you got to write. Um, like I said, there's a lot of things about Puffy I don't like myself personally. Um, the way he robbed the artist, the way he um, used the artist. Now he called himself Brother Love. Brother Love, you better start giving those masters back to your, your, your artists. Because the, the guys, they came from the hood. They came, a lot of them didn't have formal education. A lot of them just was, you know, they was hustling. And you know this, they was hustling from the street, and they come up with the music because they were very talented with the pen or they were very talented with the bars. Now, with May's situation, May was talented with both pen and bar. He said he won the, uh, he won the, the Writer's Award, Best uh, Songwriter of the Year. Now, if that's the true, there's not too many rappers who won that title, Songwriter of the Year, except I'll say Dr. Dre, but after Dr. Dre, he's the, he's the, if, and that was given to a Puff Daddy. That award was going to Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy, if that's, the, if that's true, you should give that award back to Mace. You know Mace. And then to be frank, Mace have wrote most of those hits. Him and Black Rob, D-Dot, a lot of those guys. Even Big Gene, shout out to Big Gene in St. Louis. Even Big Gene have talked about that. You know, I've listened to those people. I've listened to their interview. I've listened. Granted, I don't know them like that. I'm just going by what they are saying because a lot of those people, they have spent decades around Puffy, especially Mace. Mace have been his whole life, actually, his whole teenage life around Puffy. He's, uh, you know, you can say he spent over 20 years under Puffy. So he knows what he's talking about. He's not making this shit up. Because this man won his master. He said, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not doing it for TV. I'm not doing it for money. You can tell he's not doing it for money. He don't need the money because Mace make a whole lot. At one time, I remember if, if I'm, don't quote me, if I, I might be wrong, but I know I'm right. In the mid-90s, it was him, Nas, uh, Jay-Z. Now, Jay-Z wasn't making a, a lot of money right now. Jay-Z stopped making his money, his boatload of his money in the early 2000s. In the 90s, he wasn't making that much money. I would say he started making money at the end of the two, uh, the end of uh, the nineties. Like I say, ninety eight, ninety nine. That's when Jay started making some good guap, some good cheddar. He started making some good money. 
But Mace was making a whole a boatload of money during shows, during commercials. He, this man was making money at a young age, okay? At a young age, he was making a ton of money. Now, when it comes to his masters, Puff, listen, Puff, you call yourself Brother Love. That's your new name now, Brother Love. I don't know what the fuck that is for you. Brother Love. Now, you don't go by Diddy no more. You don't go by Puffy anymore. You go by, that's your Instagram page. You go by Brother Love. That's what, you, that's what you're rolling with right nowadays. Brother, you came from the struggle. You came from Harlem. You know the struggle. You know those kids, what they went through. A lot of them got killed. A lot of them got, you know, got jail time, life sentences in jail. And you use those children to gain popularity, to gain money. Like I said, money. It's not the money is the problem. It's the love of money. There's nothing wrong with problem. Money is used for exchanges, for goods. So it's the love of money. And greed. And you have become so greedy, Puff. You, you have money now. You make billions of dollars for those um, record labels. Okay? Arista, all of them. You make a lady record. You make them a lot of uptime records. You make them billions of dollars on your hits. But you have to pay dividends to people that's been there for you. Like Mace, Mace have been there for you. A lot of those hits, this man co-write. I know D-Dot too. D-Dot, Black Rob. You have a lot of artists that was writing for Paith. Actually, that laid back sound, if you, you can accredit it to um, Mace, that uh, uh-huh, those uh-huh, um, even the take that, I think that take that, I think he took that from Mace. I think Mace gave them that take that, take that. But even that, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's Mace. That was Mace that was doing that, uh-huh, uh-huh. A lot of those uh-huh, uh-huh, those records, that was Mace. He mimicked Mace on his own record. So even those dance, that those shoulder dance he was doing, those that was Mace. Mace was doing those in his own right. He was doing those dance. And... Puffy, you know, he was rolling with Mace, so whatever Mace was doing, he mimicked it. The dance, the, the voice, the lazy, the lazy voice, uh-huh, uh-huh, take that, take that. So a lot of those things that you hear in the records, he was mimicking Mace. And Mace ghostwrite a whole lot of, of his rap, okay? I know other people have ghostwrite for Smith, but Mace and Biggie, even Black Rob, have wrote a lot of... Uh, Puff Daddy um, raps. You can go look at the credits. Even Mace says, even the, the no, no Way Out. The No Way Out album, you can accredit this album. The whole album, pretty much, was written mostly by Mace. You can go Black Robin there, D-Dot. But you can accredit that album. That album went diamond. So the No Way Out album, if you're from New York City, and you bought the album in the nineteen in the, in, in ninety eight ninety six well, well ninety six ninety seven ninety six ninety seven ish when you bought that No Way Out album most of those song was I'm coming I'm coming Mace wrote Mace wrote a lot of those lyrics on that album you can go look at it. but the flip side is. Puff got credit for those hits. 
Yeah, and he, he should say, no, 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 I cannot take that credit. That credit goes to Mace. That's what a real boss do. You don't take all the credit, bro. That's not you doing that shit. That's your man's. You got to say, no, that, no, I can't take the, 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 the writer's songwriter of the year. That's Mace. That's songwriter of the year. If you have the Grammy in your house, you need to call the Grammy people to erase your name on it, put Mace, Mace and Better on that Grammy for the song weather of the year. Because in the mid-90s, those of us who follow hip-hop, especially East Coast hip-hop, you know this. Most, if when you buy those albums, because back then we had CDs, you can read the credit, you can see Mace, Mace, all even the style of dancing that he was doing in the video, most of those things was choreographed by Mace. Mace was doing all those dances moves. Now, granted, he has some, you know, choreographer in, those, in the video, but Mace implemented a lot of those dance style. Okay, those shoulder scrub, all that stuff he was doing. So the shiny suit, that was his idea. That was a Mace idea. That was Puff Daddy idea. Mace ran with it because he was part of the group. He was part of Bad Boy. So he ran with the shiny suits. But when it comes to the lyrics, those balls... Mace have everything to do with those albums. A lot of those records, you know, um, More Money, More Problem, Can't Hold Me Down, I'm Coming, uh, what's the other one? Um, doing um, um, with um, Buster Rhyme on it. Um, like I said, a lot of those hits, Mace wrote those songs. And then uh, when he said that, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of agree with him. And you guys can agree with Mace when he said he wrote those songs. It's not only MD Dot, you have um, Black Rob, Biggie wrote a lot of songs for Buff. But after Biggie died, and he's another thing that he said that, that is so true. He was the only artist in Bad Boy that was really bringing the bank. That was big. After Biggie died, you can make a great argument. I'm saying, Little King had a couple of hits. Um, you know, 112, Faith, uh, Faith Evans had a couple of hits. But the mother load of those hits came from Mace. Mace was featured in, well, he was featured in everybody remix. And then that's the same template that Jay-Z used. Jay-Z used the same template. And uh, I think Shine 2 used the same template. Mace was on everybody's record. Mace was on everybody's remixes. Mace was the only artist on Bad Boy that was dropping hits. Every single time. I mean, this boy was on fire from 97. I say 96. From 90. Well, we had 96. From 96 to 97, 98, 99. Around those times, then it kind of dipped down in 99. But from 96 to 99, right? 96 to 99, how many years is that? That's three years, right? Three years roughly. For those three years, Mace was the hottest. Then you know who took over? Who took over from him was Jaru. Jaru took over in the early two thousand. The late it was no no no. Jay Z took over ninety eight, mid ninety eight. Jay Z started taking over uh, because he dropping hits also. So then after Jay took over for a while, then Jaru came, then Jay came again, then Fifty Cent came in two thousand three and passed everybody at the water, blew everybody at the water. And him and um, Eminem. So 
from 96 to 98, that was Mace. All those hints that you was hearing in the, in the radio, either it was done by, it was ghostwriting by Mace, especially those hits that's coming from Bible. I cannot speak about those hits that came from um, Death Row Record, um, uh, Death Jam. But when you talk about Bad Boy Record, Erstra, Clive Davis, when you talk about those records, can nobody hold me down, no way out, uh, more money, more problem. That's Mace. Mace wrote most of those records. Yeah, I read the credits. Mace, he, he, he was reading a lot of those. Even most of those Puff Daddy raps, you can give, you know, I know some of it was written by Black Rob, D-Dot, but you have a lot of those rap that was written by Mace. Even the sound, the sound voice of the sound, he mimicked Mace. Puff literally mimicked Mace. I told you that take that, take that. He didn't he didn't create that on his own. That was created by Mace. That take that, take that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was Mace that was doing that. But he mimicked Mace. He took those styles. Mace didn't mind because he was part of the team. He was part of Bad Boy. He didn't mind let Puffy use some of those um those sound, you know, because you know he's just he's part of the team. But to to dismiss this man, to to not give him his masters, that is crazy, Puff brother love, so called brother love. You need to give Mace his masters. It is time. It's well overdue. It's been over two decades. This man have done so much for your company. This man have dropped so much records with you. He have wrote a lot of those records, co-written, written them by, by himself. He have done a whole bunch of video with you. And those videos, they have like almost a billion views now on YouTube. So listen, Puff. Oh, brother love, brother. Listen, brother love. It is time to pay homage to Mason Better. Mace Dallas I E from Jacksonville, from Harlem World, from now here yeah, from Georgia. Yeah, he do, he dropped the Oracle part too. This in, he dropping a lot of jewels on his relationship with um with of Daddy with Brother Love. And then, like I said, all the guys said they were dropping the the putting stuff in people's drink. This is why I told the ladies and the men's. Those of us who are in Hollywood, who's going to Hollywood, be careful about those mentioned parties. Cat really must spoke about those mentioned parties. Uh, what's his name? Um, Dave Chappelle have spoken about those mentioned parties. They put stuff in your drinks. This shit is real. Now, Macy's talking about that too. Like Puff Daddy too, the gay stuff, I'm pretty sure you go both ways. I'm not 100%. Uh, oh, well, I'm a, let, me, let me say allegedly, right? I'm pretty sure he's into men. Uh, I won't be shocked or stunned by that if I find out he's into men. But his behavior, his mannerism, like you're going to say, how are you going to take a man shopping? Like, tell him, fabulous. I'm going to take you shopping. I need to take you shopping. That's, that's like what you tell a woman. You don't tell a grown man you're going to take him shopping. You're not his dad. Now, if he was his dad, I understand. But you, you're just another man. Why would you tell another man you're going to take him shopping? That's, that's, that's homocentric right there. You don't do that to another man. You might say, I might, I might give you some money, but I'm not going to take you shopping. But Mace, a lot of stuff he say, I can concur. Like I said, I don't know all the nuances. Like, no, most of us don't know because we're not there. 
We don't know. Uh, because remember, you have to understand that Puff have not replied back. That's just tell you that he having replied back. He have not, because if he replied back, he's going to incriminate himself. So he keeps shit the fuck up. Now, the, the right thing he should do with me, he said, listen, let's air it out the right way. I got your masters. You deserve your masters. Let's go to Hot 97 and put it on the table. You gain your masters. You, your masters is well overdue. You, you made a lot of money. We, we make a lot of money together. Now, if he does that, I mean, I, I'm going to show him some respect for him. Even though he's not, he's not my, I don't care for Puff like that. But it's time to pay homage to Mason better. Give him back his masters, bro. This man have made you billions of dollars in the past two decades. He wrote a whole lot of songs for you. Even your own raps. This man goes right a lot of those raps for you. You know, even, even his style. You copy his style, Puff. You copy May style. Come on now. Take that. Take that. Take that. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's all about the Benjamin, right? It's all about the Benjamin, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's Mace. That's all Mace. That's Mace. So you copy this man's style, and it's time to give him back his masters. Like I said, he's, 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 according to his testimony, he's not doing it for the money. He's not doing it for TV. He doesn't care about the fan, whether they like him or not. He's speaking his truth because for many years, this man have gone quiet. He didn't say a word until a few years ago. He started talking about this master thing. When um, Puff was talking about black excellence on YouTube, or not YouTube, on Instagram. He said, how could you talk about black excellence? You've been robbing all your artists. Total, you robbed Total. Craig Mack, you robbed him too. Uh, what's his name? Um, don't that just pass away? Um, G. Depp. Loon, all those artists, you robbed those artists. Um, what's the other artists? Um, Black Rob. And Black Rob, too, was writing, he was ghostwriting a lot of your, uh, those raps on Bad Boys. So, rest in peace, Black Rob. He was writing a lot of those. And then this man died poor, impoverished. So, the thing about a true leader, you should ever elevate your, your people that's next to you. Your people cannot be doing bad. They all have to be in a higher level. That's what a true leader does. It takes you to a higher level than what you were before. It's like whenever you mess with Puff, all those are except for Mace, who else I can say, out of bad boy that make, uh, even Faith Evans, she broke too. She ain't making a whole bunch of money. You got her masters too. But a lot of those artists like Carl Thomas, uh, 112, he was robbing 112. You know, the R&B group, 112 from Georgia, ATL. They, talk, they spoke about how they got robbed from, from Puff Daddy, a.k.a. Brother Love. I don't know what's the love he's talking about. Well, spread the, we need more love in this world, Puff. By spreading the love, you need to give Mason better, a.k.a. Mace, his, uh, his uh, master's. Because for, for far too long, this man have gone around with no masters. Now, he make a ton of money, like he said. I know he did. Because he could write a lot of songs. Plus, he was dropping hits after hits after hits. So, it's only right to reach out to this man and say, listen, let's have a TV interview. I'm going to give you a master live on TV. 
Oh, I don't have to do it live on TV. Come to the mansion. Or you don't have to come to Let's meet somewhere neutral. Bring your people. I'll bring my people. Bring your lawyer. I'll bring my lawyer. We will sit down like two grown men, two brothers, doing business. Hey, here's your master's. I'm going to give you full ownership of your master's because you've done so much for bad boy. It's only right that I give you back your master's. Now, if you do that, people are going to show you love, brother love. But you must give Mace his master. Like I said, I don't really talk about celebrity gossip. I don't because this is a hip-hop situation because I love the culture. I love hip-hop. I grew up listening to hip-hop ever since I was a young man. So, and I grew up in New York City during the golden age of hip-hop. So that's why, and I bought all those albums. Trust and believe I bought all those albums. Whether it's cassette, CDs, you name it, I bought them. So I know what I'm talking about. I mean, I know the nuances between those two gentlemen, Mace and Puff Daddy, Sean Calm, Sean P.D. Calm, a.k.a. Brother Love. I mean, I know all the nuances between the relationship because I'm not there all the time with them. I wasn't there at the time. I'm just going from, from what I've seen from the outside and from, from what I'm hearing from Mace and Benta, uh, his experience with Bad Boys and with um, Sean Kong, PDD, a.k.a. Brother Love. Okay? So the men, see, Puff Daddy have not replied. Sean Combs have not replied to Mace yet. What I tell you, that tell you right there, he's guilty. He knows that he needs to do right by this man. And in a lot of those artists, you hear them complain about, about Sean Comb, how shady he is. He's very, he's manipulative. He's, he, he'll be robbing those artists. He's used them, abused them. Look at the taking take of the making of the band. A lot of those artists, too, they're coming out speaking about Puff, how Puff mistreat them. The making of the band in 2008, you guys watched the whole show, having those people work from Midtown to fucking Brooklyn for a cheesecake. Dude, are you crazy? Why would you let have this guy working from Midtown for a cheesecake? Come on now, that's ridiculous. That's what he was doing in making the band. I guess he saw a lot of views, I guess. But that being said, Mace, I would like to interview you. Like I said, brother, like I said, I love your music. Now you become an ordained pastor. I know you, you reside in Atlanta. I know you got a few houses around the country. But I know that's your stuff. That's Atlanta. We, hey, I'm in Jacksonville. If you're in Jacksonville, holla at me. Uh, once again, I'm your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Duval. Uh, before I go, um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at John Rosenberg. You can also follow me on Instagram at, John, at Luke Candy. Luke Candy spelled L-O-U-K-E-N-D-Y underscore lifestyle. And you can also follow, follow me on Copper Color on Instagram, Copper underscore colored underscore American, all lowercase letters. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at John Rosenberg. You can also follow me now on Clubhouse uh, at John Lucendi Rosenberg. And you can also follow me on TikTok, John Rosenberg on TikTok. Uh, the objective for this podcast is to reach 1 billion across the world on a monthly basis. It's bound to happen. It's going to happen. Once again, Mace, uh, you are welcome to come to this podcast and have a conversation with me. I would like to hear from you. Um, like I said, you can talk to your advisors.
um, your blur, whatever you want to talk to before you come in. Like I said, I would like to have this conversation with you about, you know, how it was growing up on New York City, how it was, you know, you know, dropping, writing all those hit records with Bad Boy. What was the environment like? You know, I would like to interview you if you're available. Like I said, um, uh, I've listened to your interviews about the way you were treated. It's not called for. And then because now we have to have ownership. We can no longer let those um, labels you know, misuse us and manipulate us. We stand for it. But there's a lot of yes men. Like you said, there's a lot of yes men with, that's around Puff Daddy, um, or Brother Love, rather, that won't speak about what's going on. But Mays took it upon himself. He ain't scared. He ain't backing away. He's like Vladimir Putin. He's not backing down. So once again, shout out to Mason Better, a.k.a. Mays Dollar Sign E. Take that, take that, take that, take that.